Greetings gamers, on this episode of Dead Drop News I talk about more Activision lawsuits, Roblox turning into the metaverse, and the Embracer Group purchases three big studios from Square Enix. Stay tuned to find out more. Welcome back to the Dead Drop, your secret cachet of game news delivered safely and securely to your podcast player. I'm Matt Bliss, your interpreter of the games industry, your prophet of playable material, your professor of time preservation. There is a lot of spicy news today. A lot of interesting stuff coming out of the industry, and to be honest, not all of it will necessarily make you happy. But look, we've got to talk about it, right? So let's get stuck into it. This is your transfer from the 5th of May 2022, and these are the news stories that you need to know. First up, I'm going to try and make this your Activision Blizzard Minute. New York is currently proposing the idea of an annual abuse report and is imploring companies like Activision Blizzard to report on how they address issues of abuse, harassment and discrimination within their organizations. The board of Activision Blizzard has implored shareholding voters to turn this down as an opportunity because they feel that the efforts put into a report like this could be better spent responding to employees' concerns. Of course, that makes logical sense to us. We want every effort to be made to start dealing with harassment and discrimination that we know is rife within the company. But it's more to their better interest to not seek out this information and keep their stock price going. And to be honest, the board is not beyond ill repute when it comes to efforts to try and stabilize Activision Blizzard before its sale to Microsoft. So we'll see what happens with that vote in the New York aspect of this stuff. But on the subject of normalizing things, New York City has also sued Activision targeting CEO Bobby Kotick about the reason for the sale, the value of the stock to the sale to Microsoft, and the negative impact that may have had. The suit filed in Delaware on April 26 by the New York City Employees Retirement System and Pension Funds for the city's teachers, police, and firefighters have said that the board was more motivated to make the sale at a price that was closer to what was normalized a few, maybe months, before the allegations were made and that they should have been demanding more money. A fund like this would be motivated to make as much money for its employees as possible. So the bottom line here is that they think the board is using this as their, as mentioned previously, golden parachute as a way to evacuate a potential harassment situation with tons of lawsuits and walk away with billions of dollars at the same time. That's a lawsuit out of New York. We've also got one that's come from the NLRB the Communication Workers of America file, alleges that Activision Blizzard management has been telling employees that they cannot discuss their hours and salary over Slack. Being an Australian, I won't profess to know a huge amount about worker entitlements and what they can and can't do in businesses in America, but I know one of the things often talked about is that an employer cannot dissuade you from discussing your salary and your pay conditions with other employees if you want to. So this is another lawsuit to add to the massive stack. Lucky for us, Axios lists off what they've had so far. We've got one federal harassment suit that's been settled facing appeals, one discrimination suit from California, one purported class action suit, four shareholder lawsuits, eight lawsuits over the Microsoft merger, and two 2220 complaints, including the one from New York City, plus an SEC investigation and insider trading inquiries from the SEC and Department of Justice. That's a massive list. It's also more than a minute, and I'm sorry, but Activision Blizzard coming back into the news again. We should just make sure that we're staying on top of this as they continue to release content such as 
the Overwatch 2 beta and uh, report on what they've been receiving in terms of revenue, we have to contextualize all this stuff with the way that Activision Blizzard is vulnerable legally. The Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake has been on the cards for a little while, but the Prince of Persia Twitter account has now stated that the development of Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake is now going to be led by Ubisoft Montreal instead of finished off with Ubisoft Pune and Mumbai, which it previously did. It states that it's going to regroup on the scope of the game to deliver you the best experience. It could mean that development time is running a bit long, so they're bringing in one of their headlining studios to do that. I am a massive fan of the Prince of Persia series. I certainly hope you are as well. And I'm really hoping, fingers crossed, that this remake is going to be brilliant. There's no statement for when the game will be released, but we should watch eagerly. Fortnite used to be the corporate paradise where you could sell, advertise, profit from nearly anything. But now it seems that Roblox is coming to the fore where they can target even younger audiences. Sega recently announced that the Sonic the Hedgehog is going to be coming to Roblox as its own specific minigame. And Spotify has also recently announced an integration as part of the Roblox platform. There could be more games coming out or other companies trying to get in on this gaming aspect of Roblox, not only because of the wide and diverse audience of Roblox, but also to try and test out this idea of the metaverse and start selling people products that have limited availability. The article from GameSpot that I found that talks about Spotify Island, the location in Roblox where you can go for Spotify content, will be the idea that they can sell officially branded objects, merchandise, in-game material to players who are participating in the environment. And what do you think of when you think of digital goods selling at scarcity from individuals? NFTs. They're obviously not being too forward about that, but I fully expect that an NFT announcement or at least a blockchain announcement would be coming very shortly. Just watch out for that one. Twitch reports and rumors seem to be pointing to a reduced streamer revenue policy that may be coming through very shortly. Currently, there are partners that benefit from a 70% payment split where Twitch only takes 30%, but now streamers could be looking at a 50% split instead which is a 20% reduction in what they had previously. They could also be entertaining the idea of ad rates being based on time and delivery as opposed to engagement numbers. The idea that they're pushing ads in the Twitch platform more so than driving subscriptions could mean that they're looking at ad placement being their new revenue raiser. This also doesn't look unusual where companies like Netflix are trying to gather a little bit more money after their stock is dropping by having alternative passwords for different members on a single account. The idea that they're cutting the pay revenue for streamers using their platform means that they may have less confidence that streamers have the draw to bring in bigger audiences and therefore bigger money. In a big announcement this week, to much shock and surprise, Square Enix has chosen to sell Three of its big studios, Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal, which are all responsible for some of the biggest games in the industry so far, to the Embracer Group, which is already a behemoth in control of a large number of game studios. But the acquisition only went for about 300 million. 300 million seems like chump change when we're talking about games such as the refreshed Tomb Raider series, the Deus Ex series, Thief, Marvel's Avengers, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, the list goes on. 
and it's a massive surprise that Square Enix would be willing to get rid of these titles as part of this. But more recently, Square Enix has also said that the acquisition is to allow it to invest more money in the blockchain, AI, and the cloud, which seems to be a direction a lot of big corporations are going. There's also some news that has come out where they have stated that they lost collectively $200 million that was invested in the development of the Guardians of the Galaxy game and the Avengers game. So it makes sense that they would sell it for a little bit less than you'd expect because they're trying to recoup their losses. Square Enix is never afraid to complain about games that doesn't meet its incredibly high expectations, but still, Guardians of the Galaxy was a great game. You'd think that the cachet that these titles have would warrant a higher price point than what it's got. But remember, games businesses are still businesses. For more of the details on these stories, make sure you check the show notes. And lastly, I just thought I'd mention that we did our initial Twitch live stream of the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe earlier this week on Tuesday evening. Admittedly, there were a few technical issues. We had some trouble getting the stream going, but we had a great time. I had Gavin and Stuart with me, my previous colleagues from the Restart Games podcast, and we really enjoyed it. So we're going to do it again next week. Head to twitch.tv forward slash dead drop podcast, and you can join us for another big stream. That's such a funny game. Get into it. That was the gaming industry news that you need to know. If this is your first episode, welcome to the Dead Drop community. Head to deaddroppod.com to check out the sources of the stories and more. Email me at deaddroppod at gmail.com with questions for our new My Thoughts On series. Join me every Monday and Thursday for the latest game news. And make sure to tell your friends about the Dead Drop. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you here in a couple of days. Bye.